Welcome to the Speak As Well As You Think podcast brought to you by Vautier Communications. I'm your host, Jenny Rurick. The goal of this show is to uncover communication strategies and behaviors you can use to improve the way you show up and perform at work. I'll sit down with communication experts and professionals across different fields to uncover what effective communication looks like in action so you can apply to your own career. If you'd like a written summary of each episode, subscribe to our weekly email newsletter by visiting vautiercommunications.com. That's V-A-U-T-I-E-R communications.com. Check out the show notes for a link. Today, I'm joined by Jennifer Alex, who is a vice president at Vautier Communications. Jen, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me back. For this episode, we decided to take some time to talk through our executive communication skills program. This is a program we've been running since 2004, and it is by far a the program we run most often with almost all the clients we work with, whether that be with groups or individuals. This program is really a comprehensive program when it comes to any type of communication a professional will do at work. Jen, to kick things off, I was hoping in a nutshell, you could tell us what our executive communication skills program is and who it's for. Yeah, absolutely. So on a high level, think of our executive communication skills program as a manual that comes with a brand new car. It's about understanding the principles of what makes communication either effective or ineffective. And the great part is it's for anybody that communicates within a business setting. So we have worked with individuals who are still in graduate school or finishing their education, maybe brand new to the business or even marketplace in general, all the way up to executives in the C-suite and everybody in between. I know when we open up this program, when we do run it, we often say it's not about communicating a right way or a wrong way. It's about what is it that makes you ineffective or effective? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. We get a lot of people that get nervous coming in thinking that they were signed up for this program or they're volunteering for it because they're not communicating the right way. And like you said, we always tell people there's not really a right and a wrong way to communicate because communications can vary depending on the setting, the group you're speaking to, the content you're walking them through. But we try to tell people, think of it more on an effectiveness scale. So there are things that all of us do that make us really effective when we communicate to others. There are some things we might do or say that make us slightly less effective in those certain situations. And so we're taking anything and we're looking at it on this large scale What isn't working to our favor and how can we move that towards that more effective side? The executive communication skills program is typically run across two days. We also have run one day versions of it where it's condensed. Can you talk us through what specific topics are covered in the program over the course of two days? We break it up into four major quadrants of communication. So the first quadrant we talk through, we call executive presence. That's based all on what we see and what we hear from a speaker. We then move into the message organization section and how do we create clear and concise messages so our listeners can follow along easily with our content. We then look at different options for how you can deliver that message and the positioning and how you interact with your audience, your content, and use yourself. 
And then finally, we move into our Q&A or facilitation. You're done giving your part of the talk, and now you're going to open it up to the audience. How do we do that effectively so we don't give a great message and then get eaten alive in the last 10 minutes there? Great. Just so I make sure I've got it right, it sounds like in the beginning, we're talking about speaking skills. Yep. And I know in today's world, those apply both in person and virtual, which we talk about. And then after that, it's how do I take all this information I have that I'd like to communicate and organize it in a way, not only that for me to achieve my purpose in communicating it, but for others to be able to easily understand that information. Right. It's digestible for them. Yep. And then once I've got a message to deliver, I have to decide on how I'm going to communicate it. And we have a lot of options. We can send we can speak off the cuff extemporaneously. Maybe I just give you a call out of the blue and I want to talk you through this. Maybe I put together a small meeting with a high level agenda. Maybe I build out a formal presentation or in the most formal settings, maybe you've been invited to deliver your message on a stage in front of a large audience. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, we have to interact with people. Once we share information, they typically have things they want to ask about it or, or share their own opinions about it. Delivering information isn't everything. It's also about how do you then clarify the information you delivered when people have questions about it? Right. And that, that effective communication, a lot of people think it's just about me delivering the content. And there is a component of that where that part is very important, but it's also a conversation. So being able to then interact with your listeners afterwards and do that in a way that they feel valued, they feel a part of it, they see how it's important or beneficial to them is really going to help solidify if you've been effective in that overall meeting or talk or not. Absolutely. Why are these specific topics important to professionals today? First and foremost, it helps us communicate up into the organization, down into the organization, internally, externally. So it helps us communicate with anybody we might be interacting with based on the specific scenario that we are in. It also helps us communicate in person and virtually, which there's a huge component of both of those still today. And I don't see that changing, but basically how do we use our physical and vocal skills to create that impact so that our audience can receive the message? then as you just touched on, it's creating a message that helps us package our information so that we're not having people try to drink from a fire hose because we're all inundated with information. We know a lot about certain topics, but everything I know about a topic is not necessarily what I should share with that specific audience. And then after communicating, again, opening it up for any of those questions, comments, clarification so that I can interact with that audience and make them feel confident and sure of the information I've shared when I'm finished. Yeah. We always say you should treat Q and a, or anytime someone has questions or they want to interject as a continuation of your message, not separate from it. And part of that is because what we find is professionals make the assumption that if they took time planning their message, whether that was in informal meeting or a formal presentation that they know their material well enough to do well in Q&A and it's not. Being able to answer questions effectively is a completely different skill than being able to deliver information. Absolutely. If if someone was going through this program over the course of those two days, what are some of the exercises 
they would go through that would help them experience the skills they're learning and empower them to be able to apply them when they leave the program and they go back to work. Our program is built on this learn by doing concept. So we have found that one of the most effective ways to help people improve on any physical skill, tell them the information, educate them on it and why you're suggesting something the way you are, and then allow them to practice and try those things on right away. That's what helps people start to make it more comfortable and more their own. We encourage people to bring their own information. So whether it be a presentation or some type of a report out that they give, but they're working with their own content. So it's relevant to them. We apply the skills through some other provided templates that we have where it's plug and play information on anything they might want to talk about. They'll also watch others in the group. If it's in a group setting, they not only learn when it's their turn to be up and they're getting some of this active coaching and trying those things on, but then they also become an audience member where they're getting the passive practice because they're also providing feedback to the other partners they have in the program itself. So they're constantly learning and thinking about and listening on these skills. And then we also have tons of areas for group discussion. So talking about how did it feel? What did maybe you struggle with? Here's some other people's perspectives, what felt really great to them. And then talking through how they can apply these things as soon as they leave in their real life situations that they'll be in. I always say when I teach this program that I'm not going to teach them something that they can't probably learn in a book or on YouTube, but the difference is that they're here practicing. Yeah, exactly. I could read every book there is about how to ride a bike, but I will not be able to ride a bike until I get myself on a bicycle and fall down a couple of times. And speaking and communication is no different. It's a skill. And that's so important is I always congratulate the people who come and attend this program because really they're putting in the effort to see meaningful change in the way they communicate. And it's incredible how over the course of the two days, how much more confidence they have and not confidence in being a master, because I would say no one leaves the program being a master of these skills, but confidence in knowing that now they know what they want to work on. Whereas before they came in and it was sometimes their communication they thought went well, and sometimes it didn't, but they never knew why. Right. And what this program allows people to do is understand why something may not have worked and then implement or yes, implement a change Mm -hmm. that will move them in the direction they want. As a coach in this program, you're giving people feedback in real time about their communication skills, which for many people can often feel like almost a personal attack because often we, we marry the way we communicate with our identity. And when Mm -hmm. someone comments on the way we communicate, that can feel challenging to take in. How do you as a coach create a safe environment for skill development? First and foremost, we tell people have fun. This is not something while yes, it does feel vulnerable and it is to a certain extent, everybody in the group is going to be going through the same thing. So it's really nice that it's not one person alone. Now, of course, the first person that goes might feel a little bit like the, the sacrificial lamb, but most people, somebody volunteers in the group and they, they have a pretty strong confidence that they'll kick things off. 
we create this atmosphere of this being a fun thing to go through. And after the first exercise, it's amazing to see the group really start to form this friendship and level of helping each other improve, highlighting what works well, what what are your strengths, playing on those. And then here are just a couple of things that would make you that much stronger or that much more effective. And so, yes, it is vulnerable. The video recording, the watching yourself back, nobody loves to do it. But more often than not, we find that people leave the program and we'll get emails weeks, months later saying they still record themselves. They still hate it, still uncomfortable, but they find so much learning and ability to change things in that recording as they get to see themselves through their audience's eyes. And that's what can be so impactful. Something that really stood out to me about what you said is how we want to build on strengths. We People don't come into this program and we try and change who they are because in fact, that would go against what we're trying to do. What we want to do is allow you or give you the skills to feel like you can get up in front of people to communicate a message and be fully you, but just doing that in a way where you understand the impact on how you're communicating or how, what that has on your listeners. Correct. And I always tell people too, even though we coach the skills the same way for every single person, we're not trying to create a carbon copy of each person in the group. So even And I tell them, if you were to watch and listen to me present, and then Jenny, you came in and you presented, and then John came in and he presented, all of our skills would be the exact same, but all of us would be so different in how we portray ourselves. The experience would still, people would still leave with the same experience, but each of us have our own uniquenesses that we bring to the table. And so it's all slightly different and it's yet still effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The coaching also reminds me of Kim Scott's idea of radical candor, which is care personally challenged directly. Mm-hmm. Some of the feedback that I've received is people saying you gave really direct feedback, but it never felt threatening and it always felt kind. And that's something myself, you and John always go for is helping people feel good about themselves while sometimes struggling to to develop a, a new skill. Yep. And we, we know that we can't develop skills in an environment where you feel threatened or personally attacked. And so we do everything we can to help people feel really personally cared for, which we do, because we want to see everybody improve through that program. And we know as long as we can support them personally, as they go through that, the more likely it is that they're going to get the benefits they came in for What are some of the changes that you see in participants from when they come into the program versus when they leave the two days later? I think one of the biggest things I see is the difference in confidence in their self-awareness. And again, that ties back into that video recording. Again, I don't like to record myself and watch it back. I don't like to listen to myself because I sound so different in my own head than when I listen to myself through a, a voicemail recording or on a recorded video but it's so eye-opening. And some people get up in the front of the room, they start to speak and they say, I had no idea I even did that. Nobody's ever brought it to my attention. Maybe it was uncomfortable for other people to say anything. Maybe they just, they notice it, but they don't know how to approach it. And so I think having 
people see the confidence in how they're coming across and how much more effective they are on each video that we layer on and how much more excited they are to get up and try something for the next video. It's, it's just so rewarding and it's so awesome to feel that as a coach and then also have them start to feel it because mm -hmm. that's really what gets people to say, okay, this, this new skill, it's awkward. And I'm going through this kind of weird phase right now that doesn't quite feel good, but the outcome is exactly what I'm shooting for. So I'm going to keep putting the work in until it becomes comfortable knowing that what I'm producing is the goal that I am trying to have when I communicate to others. Yeah. We say that practice makes permanent and now they know when they do communicate, when they leave that they're practicing habits that are going to make them more effective. Yep. The second, the second thing that I see the change is a lot of participants leave the program and they want to redo all of their presentations because one of the sections we cover in the program is about how to structure presentation slides and some design aspects of, of slides. And often people realize that they've got too much information on slides. They're not set up in a way that's going to help their audience really capture the essence of their message. And so I have a lot of people leave and say that they're going to redo all of, all of their presentations, which is a lot of work. But when you realize that you can do it better, yeah, you want to I, do that. I even have some people that go home in between day one and day two. And we tell people there's no homework. You don't have to do anything, but I've had multiple participants come back in on day two and said, Hey, I've made some edits to this presentation. That's hopefully going to make it a little bit smoother for our, our long talk here today. So we'll upload those. And most often it goes really great. Mm -hmm. So it's just some of those little tweaks that people can make that can really help them be more effective. Mm -hmm. When the program is all said and done and the professionals leave and go back to work, what are some of the situations that they can apply the skills they learn in the program? I know we talk a lot about giving a presentation, but all the skills we teach are so much more than just giving a presentation. What are some of the other scenarios they can apply them in? Yeah, the great news is they can apply them immediately. So they work in casual conversations with coworkers. You can practice them in more of your informal team meeting, you can practice them in a presentation that you might give internally or externally, maybe with clients or customers the next time you're out. And then all the way up to your formal boardroom report out C-suite type of presentations. We even encourage our participants, don't stop just at work. You go home and you have a family of five. Practice some of these skills while you have dinner at night. Doesn't matter if you use them around your family in a casual setting, it doesn't but it gives you a place to be able to practice some of those things and put them into play with no pressure, no stress. You're not worried about what you're trying to talk about or impressing the audience, but it allows you to try them on in a very comfortable, easy setting. Yeah, that's wonderful. The, to wrap up here, this program is something we're all really proud of because it, it gives someone who comes through it, they leave and really they have the foundational skills they need to be successful in whatever communication scenario they find themselves in. And it's so great to get people in a room or on zoom in a group session, practicing things that they may have already heard or read about, but to apply them mm -hmm. and to get real time feedback. It's it really is a, a life-changing experience for some people, which is what they've said to us. 
Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up here? No, I, I think we, we pretty much touched on everything. I think coming from, and all three of us, you, John and I all come from that educational background, not necessarily in school teaching, though that's where I came from, but more so we've all coached CrossFit, strength and conditioning, fitness classes. John and I both taught adult swim lessons, kids swim lessons. I coached swim team back when I was a teacher. So there's this aspect of seeing people feel more confident in something that they need to do and are expected to do well is so gratifying, not only for us, because one, we love to do it and it's awesome to see people make that change, but it really helps set so many people up for success and feeling like they have ownership. They have control when they get in the front of the room and it doesn't feel like this anxiety attack when they get up there. So trust the process. I know it can be uncomfortable. I know people get stressed about it, but if you can participate in something like our program or somebody else's where you get that learned by doing, you get a little bit uncomfortable, I promise you will walk away with things that will be life-changing and you can continue to use all the time. Yeah. Very well said. For anyone that's been listening to this, if you are interested in taking this program, I will be coaching an open enrollment program coming up here on October 18th and 19th in Columbus, Ohio. And it's at a hotel right next to the airport. We have a couple of spots open in that program. So if you're interested in it, I will have the link in the show notes where you can register. Registration will be open for about another week and a half or so. And then if this sounds like a program you'd like to bring into your own team or organization, again, follow the link in the show notes and we can have a conversation about how we might be able to help and how this would benefit the people within your team or organization. Absolutely. Jen, thanks for joining me. Thanks so much, Jenny. Thanks for listening to the Speak As Well As You Think podcast brought to you by Vautier Communications, and I am your host, Jenny Rierick. Vautier Communications is in the business of business communications. We coach and train both individuals and groups on how to elevate their presence and increase their impact through the way they communicate, present, and write. If you want to learn more about our in-person or virtual training options, visit our website, www.vautiercommunications.com. That's V-A-U-T-I-E-R communications.com. Thanks for listening.